Hello and welcome to Chatting, a podcast where people chat about how they learn and use English. My name is Sam, I'm a CELTA teacher and a performer and I have a particular interest in pronunciation and expression. In each episode, non-native and native speakers will chat about their experiences with English, share their advice and, at the end, I'll give some pronunciation tips for you to take away and practice. So, ready? Let's get chatting. This episode, I'm chatting with Tamara. Tamara is originally from Russia and is currently living in Finland. And she's a UX designer. So she works with digital design, with websites and apps to make them easy for us to use. We spoke online and there were no glitches, so that is a win. We chatted about her first English words, learning English at bartending classes, working on texts for website interfaces and the name of her new puppy. But I started by asking Tamara to tell me a little bit about herself. Uh, hi, I'm Tamara. I'm a junior UX designer. I live in Helsinki for four or five years already. I don't remember it. And yeah. So where are you from originally? I'm from Russia. And when did you start learning English? Do you remember? Well, I thought about it when you asked me, but um, I don't really remember because uh, my first foreign language was French, actually, oh. because I, I was studying French school. Mm-hmm. So I think I got some lessons there in English, but it's some, something really, really basic. I think I also got some lessons in my kindergarten oh. for some reason. I don't know why. And I remember the first thing, it's like something like, hello, goodbye, thank you. And for some reason, sit down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the first words I learned, I think. I don't know why. I suppose an instruction from your kindergarten Probably, teacher. yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Something like this. That's nice. So when did you start developing your knowledge of English? Well, after school, I um, I took some bar changing classes. And uh, they introduced me to some basic English, like, um, what can I get you? What would you like to drink? Or something like this, like some service, service English. Mm-hmm. It was nice to start and to, to gain at least some basic experience and some knowledge. Then I learned, actually, I learned German because I, I applied for German, not, not German university, but uh, university with a German language. And then when I moved to Germany, finally, I started to watch a lot of series in English with subtitles, okay. with Russian subtitles. And then I finally started to to talk to people in English slowly. And then I developed my English. Nice. When you started speaking to people, did you feel nervous? Oh my God, yes, it was was terrible. Uh, (laughs) First, like, at some point, I could understand almost everything uh, what people say. And I could uh, watch movies and series in English with subtitles, but still. But it was so hard to start to speak, actually. Well, so this language barrier is not a joke. 
But then I guess you felt more and more confident as you started speaking. Yeah, and I have to say that it's easy. It's more easy to speak with non-native speakers mm -hmm. because they also have make some mistakes. They don't really care about how, how, what exactly. Like as long as it's understandable and you can like communicate, then it's fine. Mm -hmm. And uh, all these people, like in Germany, we, we I had like a lot of friends from different parts of world like i don't know uh, israel and china and india and everybody has like different accents and different like you know you know these small things that make their language special their english language special so you just try to, to try to communicate and you're less embarrassed yeah good <laughs> it's, it's important no it's important not to be embarrassed um it's interesting when you listen and speak to international people friends speaking english do you notice if you make the same mistakes or do you all make different mistakes hmm. it's an interesting question i think we make different mistakes uh, but mostly i notice it about like phrase structure okay yeah and pronunciation but it's it's understandable because sure. yeah i think it's mostly phrase structure i noticed tell me about mistakes then and is there anything that you notice with your english where you think oh i always find that difficult or i could improve that tenses tenses <laughs> they are so different from french which is my like first language and uh, from russian of course which is my native language i still don't and don't really understand which tense i supposed to use in different situation okay so i choose like in intuitively or i choose like whatever like people would understand that's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like continuous and, and like past simple past continuous present continuous but there are a few few tenses that I, I I think I use never because I they are like consist of few parts and I'm like oh no I give up <laughs> so you must never give up no so do you feel like it's not necessary to learn these things because we can communicate just fine or do you think oh, I think it depends on the goals because uh, like just to order to go somewhere to order some coffee to have a chat with uh people about like everyday things it's it's not necessary to learn proper grammar as long as you can understand each other mm -hmm. but if you want to work with text for instance because my my job is kind of related to text and it would be great to to feel it the same way i feel my native language not just to apply rules but uh at some point to feel it that i that i can that I speak properly and it makes sense and it sounds good. Not just not just like I can communicate facts, but it also sounds nice. Yeah, okay. Tell me more about your job. So you work with English text or Russian or French text? Uh, I was working with Russian text for a long time and then I decided to switch my field a little bit. So now I'm, I'm applying for a US designer of roles. And, but it's still important to like so basically it's um design of interfaces but every interface has some text and it's really really important to make it clear and understandable and nice 
ideally yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah it is important it has some specifics because uh, interface texts are really usually really short but it's 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 an interesting field yeah because... so when you're writing these texts the goal is to be clear but is there always you have to have this 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 information in the text or does it just change depending on the interface? it depends on everything i mean you you can have interface without a text if it's uh, like visually understandable for instance you have this cross sign which means like close you don't need text here or but if it's some kind of a new feature it might need some texts under it so to uh, to explain what's this something like this hmm. or some pop-up message explaining what's going on or there is some kind of error and you have to explain what kind of error it is okay so yeah and working in english it's actually i think it's kind of easier in general because you have more information in english about current trends current situation about like more articles because english is like the common language now and english is more more concise than russian ah that's interesting so is it difficult to be concise in russian hmm. <laughs> i think so i mean it's not difficult but it's uh, sometimes it requires more words in russian than in english i would say so okay. yeah I mean, it depends, of course, there are some words which are like shorter in Russian or there is some like um, something that there is no English word for this. But usually English is, is shorter and concise and more clear. So I understand that you have a new puppy. Do you speak yeah. to it in Russian or do you speak to it in English? <laughs> no, I speak uh, with him in Russian, but since he's not he's still small and not very attentive so <laughs> he is okay with uh, saying uh, like uh, usual commands in in english or finnish okay. he understands it because he doesn't really care so far <laughs> tell me the story about his name it's a fascinating okay name. so yeah his name is uh, buddy or but his full name is uh, barkley barkley it's a um, famous scottish clan uh, but uh, the thing is there is a famous Russian uh, general it was yeah in Russian pronounced Barklai and the thing is bark means bark to, to bark mm -hmm. uh, and lie in Russian means the same it also means bark so ah. basically it's bark bark, bark, bark. I love <laughs> yeah <that. laughs> we decided it's like perfect name for a puppy <laughs> yes bark bark I think that's wonderful but also Barkley is a great name as well I yeah think. yeah Very it sounds good yeah definitely. and I, I, I when I was reading about uh, this clan they also have uh, like they, there's barkley barclay uh, some other variants and one of them is barkula like barkula like dracula but really? barkula yes <laughs> you can find it on wikipedia and it's so funny so since the pup puppy is really bitey of course he's barkula now well, it's a perfect name that's fantastic so do you think your aim then with your work is to work more in english well, I think so. Since uh, I'm working with interfaces, they usually are still in English, especially if the company is uh, aiming to conquer the international market. Mm. So yeah, yeah, I will probably work more and more in English with English. It's fascinating, isn't it? The idea of interfaces with no text at all. Do you think more people are trying this or is it very 
dependent on hmm. the the company like only video game companies can do this hmm. it's actually a nice nice idea about video games yeah there are some interfaces without words actually and it makes sense because kind of part of the part of the game and part of the like this um how do you feel inside the game it's a good question i don't know i i can try it <laughs> maybe it's a good maybe it's like a nice idea for a startup or something yeah maybe maybe because uh, i think we were saying before that there are different sort of signs that some mm -hmm. interfaces have so no words but we all understand what the signs mean yeah i think some basic interface could be without words of course when you have like buttons and like simple icons like cross icon or something like this yeah I think it's possible to some extent. So final question then, Tamara. What advice would you give a learner if they're starting out learning English? Well, really obvious, but just try to use it. <laughs> even if it's uh, scary, even, even, even if it's, there is a language barrier, the only way to uh, conquer it is just to start to use it maybe start to speak with yourself in front of the mirror never mind just 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 to start yeah and the second thing what helped me a lot is like to watch series or, or movies with subtitles i can read fast so it's uh, not uh, interfere with my experience mm -hmm. but it helped me a lot to just get used to this uh, how it sounds and what means what and some kind of like you know not official language but informal language so yeah, yeah it helped me a lot and it's it's fun nice to, and you can do it like every time you do nothing or like yeah. cook or something never yes. mind yes it's always a good idea you cook with english recipes or something mm -hmm. yeah. yeah hey listen thank you so much lovely advice from tamara and i've probably done this so try it for yourself Practice speaking by talking to yourself in the mirror. Nobody has to watch you. Tamara also said that tenses are sometimes a difficult area. Well, most learners ask themselves, which tense should I use at one time or another? And in any language, really. Tamara mentioned the continuous tenses in English. So my quick advice is this. Think about if the action is happening now as you speak, or if you're talking about facts or information. An example, I speak English, the present simple, this is a fact. I am speaking English, the present continuous, this is my action now, as I speak. So this episode's pronunciation tip is about the difference between the unvoiced f, f, and the voiced v, v sounds. Let's think about mouth shape first. For both sounds, we need your top teeth to touch your bottom lip. But the main difference is that we need lots of air and no vibration for the f, and less air and lots of vibration for the v. Feel the difference. Here are three sentences to help you practice. First, the words van 
a vehicle usually bigger than a car and fan a machine that keeps you cool. Try this sentence. Does the van have a fan? Next, the noun proof, meaning evidence, and the verb prove, to show or demonstrate something with evidence. Try this sentence. We need proof to prove our point. Finally, the words fancy, meaning special or elaborate, and vest, a sleeveless top, meaning it doesn't have sleeves, or sometimes a top you wear under your shirt to keep warm in the winter. Try this sentence. That's a fancy vest. So, to recap, F, F needs lots of air, V, v needs lots of vibration. Both need your top teeth on your bottom lip. Over to you to practice. So there we are. The transcript of this episode is available to read on the podcast's webpage, so take a look. Join me next time for more pronunciation and grammar tips, more advice, and most importantly, more chatting. My thanks again to Tamara and, for her music, a huge thanks to the wonderful Mara Carlisle. Bye for now.